Welcome in to another edition of the Taken All Wrong podcast, your home for Golden Gopher football talk and whatever else we get into. Uh, I am Jeff, he is JD, and JD, congratulations to you, me, and football fans everywhere. We have made it uh, almost nine long months. It is finally game week. Looks like we made it. That's truer words never spoken or sung. My God, it's a long off season. You're welcome for that. No, thank you. That was that really adds the thing. I think the listeners are here for the singing as much as anything else. So, and thanks again to our tens of listeners for uh, tuning in again. Tell your friends it's okay. You can you can do it. We will take more. So, how are things? Oh, good. I'm excited for football. Yeah. I'm not nervous about this week at all. I'm usually very nervous about the first game. I'm I'm very not nervous Can, today. I'm just okay. Can usually we, I get like the the fear like poops a couple days ahead of time. Yeah, but yeah, I've been I've been pretty regular this week. I'm not gonna lie. So um, I I've seen enough go for football in my day that this looks like it should be. A pretty good tune up, tune up, warm up, get ready to go game, and yet I'm still worried. Am I am I overthinking this or worried for no reason? I think you are overthinking it. I mean, we the, the Gophers have found spectacular ways to make games closer than they should be. In, yeah, incredible, really. Yeah, but I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more, obviously. But Buffalo was not a good team last year. Nope. They you know, it's not like they they picked up a bunch in recruiting or anything like that. So, you know, I think I think there's going to definitely be some plays where there's just a breakdown in communication where something happens that shouldn't or there's a missed assignment or something like that. That's always the kind of things that happen, you know, early in a season uh, with a young team. But I, I do not have concerns about the final outcome of the game. I saw the line is... 26 in some places in favor of your maroon and gold golden gophers yeah yeah i uh, I, I think minnesota will win but i'm gonna say right off the top i i would were i a betting man i would take the blue the blue bulls and the points on that one well to put a little bit into perspective and i don't i don't remember how they were last year but i think um uh oklahoma state is playing um Tulsa, I believe. Uh, yeah, they're playing Tulsa, and uh, they're an uh, eighteen Jared, and a half my favorite. They're the Golden Hurricane. Don't don't kid yourself. Hey, this is not the week to joke about hurricanes. That's a great point. Yeah, there's some tough stuff going on in the going down in Houston for sure. Donate yeah. if you can uh, this but, week if you are able, because yeah, boy, they're they're going through a very rough time down there. Absolutely. And I know you weren't telling a joke. I was um, yes being facetious, but. Oklahoma State plays Tulsa at home, and they're only an 18.5-point favorite. So, I mean, the, the Oklahoma State, I think, is going to be really good this year. I don't – I admittedly, I don't know much about Tulsa. But um, – so, yeah, I, 26 points is a lot. And it's a good time to remind ourselves that point spreads are based on reality of the games, but they're also based on – Vegas trying to get equal action on both sides of the number. So right. there's there's some of that going on. We may see some movement on that number. Who knows? Maybe nobody cares about this game whatsoever. But, um, yeah, that 26, uh, Buffalo plus 26 would be uh, an interesting bet, I think, if I, I was a betting man. 
before we before we get into not as far as you know yeah before we get into this week next week's opponent colorado state or no sorry uh oregon (laughs) thank you oregon state i've been thinking of last year's schedule yeah oregon state did not look very good both of us picked minnesota to lose that game we're seeing that one i was like oh maybe not maybe not on that one no they looked uh they looked downright bad and you know uh I think Colorado State's new facilities played a big role in that. I mean, uh, just a, a wonderful uh, addition to, to their world. Um, if you watched that game at all, you know that the announcers never shut up about it. Yes. Um, but, no, Oregon State didn't look good. Their defense looked bad. Um, so, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. But um, certainly we got to see what happens in week one first. I, I still – just the the logistical part of going out west and playing a later game and yeah. some of those kind of things I think still make me a little bit nervous. But the team itself, Oregon State, certainly doesn't uh, concern me the way that uh, the way that they did before last week. I think it just goes to show that you know once once you go to Madison, you can't get that stench off of you. You know, poor Gary Anderson. It's so you, that just doesn't wash off. It doesn't come off right away. It takes time. Why couldn't he have just stayed there and, and tanked that program? I know. I just. Uh, I know, Gary. Come on, buddy. Come on. Sad stuff. Yeah, it really is. So that's a that's a next week thing. We'll we'll talk about that more. Um, Buffalo for this week. Uh, the depth chart is out for the Gophers. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, Buffalo was awful last year. They were one of the worst teams uh, in Division One A FBS, whatever the hell division we call it. And I still never caught on with that. I still just like One A and One Double A. I'm a rebel like that. But um, they do though get a lot back. Um, a bad team brings everybody back. And their coach, I reading up on them this week. Lance Leopold was coached at uh, University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Yeah, uh, D three powerhouse six, before he went there. Six D three national championships in eight seasons. That's a little insane. He uh, only lost three total games in eight seasons. He, it only took him six games at Buffalo to lose more games at Buffalo than he lost in eight years at Whitewater. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Buffalo? no, he was good in D three. Yeah, gotta wonder if that. I mean, bumping up to the MAC is uh, that's a bit of a jump, but yes. who knows? Maybe he's got maybe long term they they've got something going on, but yeah, they took a, even a step back from his first year last year. Yeah, it was like a step down in the first year, and then a step down again, um, yeah. where it just didn't go well for him. But yeah, I mean he's got quite a coaching resume. He's been around uh, you know the upper colli- collegiate ranks um, even prior to this, so he's got a lot of experience. But yeah, so far it has not paid off. Uh, Bill Conley, who writes for SB Nation, who does all of their previews, good stuff, good guy. Um, he is still not even optimistic as thinking the team is going to be a whole lot better. Um, his S&P Plus stuff has them at a 3-9. and nine. That's good for 128th, which I believe is just about dead last for what they're looking at. But what I think could be a bit tricky, at least for the Gophers, as a team to start with, is it's a team that's going to have their offense together for the most part. The offensive line looks like it could actually be pretty good. Um, and their quarterback, and this is more a shot at Minnesota's quarterbacks than anything else, Tyree Jackson is probably going to be the best quarterback on the field. He's a big kid, runs well, but throws well too. Um, kind of ran for his life last year in his play, but it uh, looks like that he's coming back now. He could be pretty good. They run the ball well. Um, so certainly it's going to test a young secondary and a defense that's trying to trying to figure it out. So it, it's – I. I 
As I said, I've seen enough to say that, okay, you know, the Gophers on paper, 26, everybody seems to like them by a lot, but that this could be could be much closer than that, at least for a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything that I was able to kind of find on Buffalo, you know, everybody who I saw that made predictions pretty much had them in the four to six win range. I actually saw somebody say that six wins was their absolute ceiling. So um, to give a little perspective on some of the people that actually follow them. But, yeah, Tyree Jackson's a big kid. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but 6'7". Yeah. He's like almost 250 pounds. Um, didn't have a lot to throw to, it sounds like, in 2017. Um, or, sorry, 2016. But it sounds like they feel pretty good about uh, – um, this wide receiver, Anthony Johnson, who's a decent sized guy, six two, two hundred 200 pounds has kind of stepped up in the off season. Having said that I searched all over for stats on this guy yeah. from the last couple of years. And I couldn't find any place that had stats. The, the Buffalo website didn't even have uh, stats on him. So I don't know if, what the deal is there. And then they do have a, a true freshman wide receiver out of, out of uh, Miami uh, named Rodney Scott, who had offers from Alabama and Florida and I think Georgia. Hmm. And I wasn't able to find anything about <laughs> how he landed at Buffalo. I'm assuming there's probably some off the field issues that, that had that, but they're expecting him from what I read um, to play as a true freshman. So, you know, that could be somebody that, that, uh, could be one to keep an eye on. You can't beat a Buffalo winter. I think that's what it was. Oof. Or he loves Buffalo wings. Do you think maybe that? I, I don't know. I mean, that's, or a, do you, that's or do you, a leap from Miami, Florida yeah, I, to Buffalo, New I got York. It. My goodness. Do you think that he thought it was the Buffalo Bills and he was going straight to the pros and they just never corrected him. And they're like, nah, sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's what it is. Bills, Bulls. It's just one letter different. It's the same. Don't worry. You'll love it when you get up here. And they just, uh, then he's, you know, rude awakening when you get on campus. Either that, or he thought he was getting a job at Buffalo wild wings. Either way. He was just going to forego his football career. Yeah. And maybe the man loves him. They handed him a football. I maybe the man loves him some wingies and there's nothing wrong with that. I love wings too. Oh, they're so wouldn't that be good right now? Ugh. I mean, at least having a beer at the moment—that's about halfway there. Going to be a plethora of wings at in the tailgate lot. Is on it Thursday. really? I oh man! Oh, I'm jealous. I am jealous. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good time. That uh, kickoff is what time? Six o'clock. Six p.m. Okay. Yes, and I couldn't even tell you what channel it's on because. I'm going to the game, so I... Um, all the networks fought for this one, but uh, I believe Big, <laughs> Big Ten Network ended up with the big prize ah, of getting getting to broadcast gotcha. this bad boy. It was... And, I mean, they were, they were fighting for Buffalo and Minnesota, but it's it's a BTN game. They were fighting for Buffalo, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you get you gotta get those Buffalo college numbers. So uh, that has a six PM kick. It has TCF. The weather looks like it should be just freaking perfect. I mean, the last remember going to uh, those late August September games can just be brutal when it's hot, um, but it looks like it should be just perfect at least for a for a, a season opener tomorrow. So yeah, if you if you have don't have plans and you're looking to go to the game, I can't recommend it enough. Do go, do go. Uh, defensively, the ball's not good either. That's one where their run defense was just god-awful and they were still replacing some things in 2017. So when you're Minnesota and you have one of the best uh, running back combinations in the Big Ten, 
Um, I think it, you, your recipe is you're going to run your backs, and then hopefully you're getting a big chunk of yards. The uh, offensive line gets some confidence, and then it gives both your quarterbacks a chance to you know air it out a bit against hopefully one-on-one coverage and uh, some play-action passes. That's the plan, and I like that at least uh, possibly coming together on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, 124th ranked run defense that is, in the country. Not, that's not good. In 2016, and I uh, I meant to jot it down, but something like 230 or 240 yards a game they gave up. Um, and yeah, ranked in the bottom quarter of the MAC in points allowed each of the last three seasons. So, I mean, this is a... You know, we've talked about that this is a we're, – we're looking forward to the gopher offense um, starting to um, actually do something yes. uh, exciting. Yes. Uh, and um, this would be a – you know, this hopefully should be an opportunity to, to get some game speed action and, on that offense and, um, <clears throat> and do some things and start to work some kinks out. Sounds like uh, should be a good defense to do that against. So um, – you know, uh, going back to uh, betting, which we don't do any of that, but uh, if, the over-under so uh, is 50 points for this game. So, um, you know, certainly I would think uh, that over would be safe. But, uh, but yeah, we, we need to be able to put up some points on this team. That 50 actually sounds that's, – that's not a – well, that's why, that's why Vegas is Vegas because that, right. like that sounds like a pretty good number. Well, it's a weird – it's a 50 and then it's the it's – the, uh, 26 point spread and yeah, I don't know it makes my head hurt <laughs> so yeah it's it's right there and we man you talk about an offense trying to open up and explode we are only two years removed from the Kent State game where Minnesota won 10-7 when they refused to pass and just kept running into the line my god I'm glad those what days are over do that? Why do you have to do that? It's a new season. That, all I'm saying is, is I'm excited staff. for the offense because we're not going to have that where we're just like, you know what? We're burying our heads in the sand. We're not going to show anybody anything. We're just happy to win on punting and whatever, and it's just going to win 10-7 and off we go. Um, I, I am you know, a, a new coach, a new staff, a new everything. I'm excited to see what this offense looks like. We've heard about up-tempo. We've heard going spread um, three. They might even get crazy. Apparently, you can put four wide receivers on the field at the same time. They may try that. Um, you know, I always thought watching go for football, you had to have at least two tight ends on the field at all times, but they're saying apparently that's not the case with, with this one. So, um, it, but it's exciting because yeah, it's, but you know, the opponent is Buffalo, but we're going to see this for the first time and hopefully start to get an idea of, of what's to come and, and what the coaches have planned and what the offense is going to look yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, and that's, so I was, uh, I had noticed something this week about, um, talking about, uh, speaking of not burying their heads in the sand, uh, Fleck is not afraid to go for it on fourth down. Um, you know, they had something like a 85 or 90 percent conversion rate on fourth down last year. Um, so, you know, one of the higher uh, attempts in the country, I think. So, you know, certainly it'll be fun to see what, what you know, the, the, the previous staff, Tracy Clay's I guess leading the team less so than when kill was at the helm, but just so risk averse, just never, never taking a chance at going for anything. So it'll be fun to, to see a little bit more of a, uh, an aggressive coach on the sidelines. A story we'll never get. And we'll, I'll tangent off of this, but I've always wondered about the killer and his offense is that 
they ran spread and did a whole bunch of stuff in Northern Illinois. I mean, you know, we remember that game when Northern Illinois came in and ran all over the Gophers and killed last year before he got his job. And when they got to Minnesota, the longer it went on, the more conservative and bigger and slower the offense got. And I would, um, you know, Jerry loves to, to crack open a vein any chance he gets when a microphone's in front of him and rip Minnesota. But I'd love to hear an explanation for why he thought he couldn't run that same offense here because it just, it completely, and again, it's it's kind of a rhetorical question because I know we won't get an answer, but I always wondered that that a guy who had, who had done some things like that just went completely conservative and big and slow here. And we never even got to see what he had had previously. Yeah, it's, I'm with you. It's It always bugged me, and part of me kind of just assumed that, you know, he maybe he had the mentality when he was at, you know, a southern Illinois and a northern Illinois that this is the only way we're going to win. We can't, you know, we're not going to get the athletes. We're not going to get the horses that other teams are going to get. So we're just going to have to, to, to pick it up and, and, you know, be creative on offense. And then suddenly he comes to a place like Minnesota where he thinks he can get some real road graders and decides that he wants to flip the script and maybe do be a little bit more old school. Like you said, that's not an answer that we're going to get. That's just always the way I've sold it to myself in my head. Um, but you know, I think a, a lot of problems with that offense came down to, you know, not having an offensive line that was really up to the challenge of, of what they wanted to do. And, you know, I think we've seen it now with Matt Lime Grover at Penn State. That guy's a great offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. But having an offensive line slash offensive coordinator is just not something that you do because offensive line is a full-time job. Yes, but it, it, we could go on and on about the offensive line. But, yeah, you're right. It was just a strange thing the way it went. It's good on Lime Grover. He's with Penn State. They could be potentially awesome this year, uh, and we will see how that goes. So um, depth chart is out, always exciting, uh, talking depth chart. But we finally get to see an idea of what it's going to – and I love, by the way, in the official depth chart right under the top heading, it says subject to change. It's like, oh, thanks, yeah, right. we, we knew that. But just, just keeping it open for you. Um, offensively, not too many surprises. Um, Danelle Green, uh, starting a left tackle, Connor Olson at guard, Jarrett Weiler at center, Garrison Wright at right guard. Um, and Nick Connolly gets to start at right tackle. Vincent Calhoun, I believe, uh, they're being cautious with. He sh- will start, I would assume, when he's healthy. They're not for this game. He's listed as a backup. Do you think we see him, or is it a deal where we'll let some of these other guys play, and if we don't need him, we'll, we'll save him for next week in Oregon State? I mean, you know, you're going to end up using six or seven offensive linemen in any game, I would think. So I would, I would imagine we see him. Um, I was a little surprised that we didn't see him in a in a starting spot, but yep. you know, again, um, you know, they're they're they may be um, trying to be cautious with him, depending on you know what's actually going on um, with that with that uh, with him. So. Um, I'll, I'll be interested to see kind of what they do from a, from the standpoint of, um, rotating guys in from an offensive line standpoint. Um, you know, if Buffalo is as poor as advertised, maybe it's not something that we're too concerned about, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. 
the guy I'm keeping an eye on on the line, number 77, Blaze Andrews, uh, six foot five freshman from Marshall, Minnesota, was the highest ranked recruit from the state this coming year. Uh, Fleck already saying he's going to play this year, even as a redshirt freshman. Uh, interested to see what he does in this game and as the season goes, if he moves himself into a starting spot eventually or, you know, how things get shuffled around. But I, I, I think we will see him play and we'll see how much he plays uh, on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, the offensive line is probably a spot where you'd like everybody to redshirt. Yeah. You, you don't want to have to throw young guys in there and you certainly want to give them the opportunity to develop and, you know, let their bodies um, get stronger, you know, during that first year. But like you said, Fleck has said that um, he'll play um, from what I've heard. Sounds like he's probably the hardest working guy already on the offensive line. It sounds like he's very football smart. Um, so, you know, hopefully um, he's he's ready to, to contribute, um, even being such a young guy. Um, at that right tackle position uh, when they need him, but uh, yeah, like I said, you, you certainly would hope that you you uh, you could redshirt guys like that, but out of necessity, he's going to be a guy that sees the field. Yeah, um, in the backfield or the, I guess the skill positions, Rota's listed as officially starter. The Rota or Croft, we've talked enough about quarterback. We'll see both guys. We'll see what happened. Smith or Brooks at tailback, no surprise there. Brandon Lingen not listed as a starter. Um, they've got Nate Wozniak ahead of him. We'll see how Lingen does. I got to assume that that is injury related. That if he's good to go, he is your best tight end on the yeah. roster. They've got um, an or there, just like they've got for yeah. Croft and Croft and Rhoda, Croft and Rhoda. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, so they've got an or there. So you never yeah. know. It depends on the packages that they they throw in. And that's the interesting thing about when you look at skill positions on a depth chart. You know, two days out from uh, from a game. I mean, you know, who knows what they're actually going to run with the package to start the game, depending on the situation. So any of those things could change. Right. Um, wide receiver. The one surprise is that, again, we were told that Demetrius Douglas was going to start, I think, earlier this week or late last week. Fleck had said mm-hmm. that. Uh, but Rashad still is a guy who is not listed as a starter. Tyler Johnson, Eric Carter and Demetrius Douglas are your three starting receivers heading out there. Are you surprised by that? Um, I mean, yes and no. I think we talked a little bit about it last week that that still had maybe taken a little bit of a step back as far as uh, production and that he was he was uh, kind of more running with the twos. Um, you know, whether that's a, a motivation tactic or, or, you know, playing head games or what have you, who knows? Again, depth chart is depth chart. It doesn't matter. Guy's going to see the field. He's going to contribute. Um, you know, we, we can probably expect to see, you know, some, some different formations than we're used to seeing maybe some four receiver sets. So guy, he, he's going to see the field. The fact that he's not listed in one of the, uh, you know, in bold as one of the starters, um, you know, really is neither here nor there. If it's a motivation tactic, who knows? Um, but he's going to be a guy that contributes this year unless he completely implodes. Yeah, thinking about years past, you know, it was always a question of would we throw in the in the non-conference schedule for, you know, I'm excited to see under Fleck how much they throw 
um, and what these receivers look like, especially because we might have coaches who can actually coach up and develop their guys. Melvin Holland Jr. and then two freshmen, Kursov and Bell, a true freshman from Illinois. Uh, and Philip Howard, I'd forgotten about him, a redshirt freshman from Robinsdale yeah. Cooper, uh, also listed on the two deep at 5'11 and 187. So uh, some some exciting young guys in there, as well as some guys that we just haven't seen much from but have some potential, like like Holland Jr. It's, it's an interesting group of receivers this year. I've been excited about that position as I have in a while. Yeah, it's the, the scary thing, and the, I feel like it's been the scary thing every year for infinity with this team is that we just don't have a lot of production coming back uh, at that wide receiver position. You know, Drew Wolitarski caught more passes than I think like the next three or four receivers combined on this team last year. Um, So there's not a lot of production coming back. Having said that, Tyler Johnson certainly showed uh, some ability last year um, and sounds like he's been really good in practices as well. Eric Carter obviously, um, you know, has experience, didn't see a, a lot of balls the last couple of years, um, but has experience. And then you've got the young guys. So it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how, how they mix it up. And hopefully from an offensive standpoint or a quarterback standpoint, maybe is a better way to put it. The ball is spread around a little bit more this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the offense and see what we get just because it hasn't been as exciting of late uh, with the previous staff, but it's got a chance here. Defensively, that's where we were really, really good under the previous staff. We will see how the new coach, Rob Smith and company, does. Um, looking at the two deep on defense, not a ton of surprises, I would say, but uh, I know you and I talked in our preview uh, for the team and prediction pod last week about the three Minnesota co- uh, sophomores and Carter Coughlin, Kamal Martin, and Thomas Barber. All three are starting. Uh, your thoughts on those guys? I mean, we talked about it quite a bit last week. There's so much talent there in that sophomore class from a, a linebacker standpoint. And this team is so thin from a, a defensive end standpoint. Um, you got to get those guys on the field and, and find creative ways to do it. Um, so it's fun to see those names on there. Um, because you know, it's, it's Minnesota kids. It's, it's, uh, the heart of the defense and, uh, it'll be good to, uh, to see that group continue to grow together. Yeah, it'll be uh, so. Coughlin gets start at one end spot. Kamal Martin and one of the outside linebackers, and they have Barber listed over Polk at middle linebacker. As we've heard and read, uh, you know, all all spring and summer, gonna see a lot of guys at linebacker. Cashman, Polk, uh, you know, Cashman's listed by the way at backup at both end and linebacker. So we're gonna see a bunch of him. I know they had uh, trying to give us a strib or a Pioneer Press article on Cashman. They're excited for his versatility and the stuff he can do. But so it certainly is gonna be an interchangeable thing. But it's interesting to see those three kids there uh, and exciting. Um, the other spots are pretty much who we expected. The guys in the line we talked about last week, Richardson and Jackson starters. You'll see a lot of Stetler and more rotating in. Um, as we had talked before, I don't know a ton about the other tackles that are here because they're so inexperienced and or they're basically true freshmen. Um, but this could be a game where you can get, get some of those younger guys in and get them to play. Uh, and then your corners are Antonio Cheneau and uh, Keandre Thomas. And then, as we expected, McGee and Ant- Antoine Winfield Jr. healthy and good to go, which is always a good sign. Um, I would assume when they go nickel that Jacob Huff is going to be the guy in that nickel spot, but we'll keep an eye on uh, – keep an eye. And another good sign, by the way, is Coney Durr listed as backup corner behind right. Thomas. So that hopefully means he's healthy enough to, to get in there in the two deep and play a bit, which would be great for the depth and talent on this this team, especially in a secondary that desperately needs it. 
one thing I thought was interesting, and maybe it speaks to how uh, worthless these these two these uh, depth yeah. charts are. These yeah. two deeps. Duke McGee is listed as the starter at one of the safety spots. Isn't he suspended the first half of this game from a targeting call in the bowl game last year? Uh, I believe you are correct on that. I swear I just read that again in a greater article in the last couple days. So, anyways, I I thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, You're going to see a a lot of uh, Akunle Allende um, on the field. Who, by the way, was awful last year. I hope he's better. He was was not good last year. Again, one of the few seniors on the defense, you know, we could use a good year from him. Man, he was bad last year. He was, don't, uh, yeah, I can't. He's, yeah. <laughs> new, new yeah, leaf. no, let's, we, let's we need Duke on there. the field, and uh, um, I don't know. Maybe he's gotten better. Who knows? But, yeah, but yeah so, uh, I would agree with you, like you said, from a nickel standpoint. I, I would imagine that's going to be Huff. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this whole thing plays out. It's, it's kind of moving parts, I think, back in that backfield right now until they figure out what the best combination is yeah i think you're going to see a bunch of true freshmen possibly even as early as this week get in on the field well as you said they try and figure it out i mean they've got a basically they barely have a two deep setup for your your four defensive back spots and when you stretch it out further when you got to put five on the field we're stretched even thinner so they are going to need some contributions from some from uh, some young guys and early uh so we'll we'll see how that goes anything else on defense you uh Caught your eye? Or you want to point out? No, I think it's it's pretty much what we expected. Uh, except uh, Dilatu. Oh shoot! I was going to say it right. Yeah, on, you do it so well. I, I, you do it so well. Do it again. Dilatu Pudere. Oh, I love it. Uh, I at love the other it. end position is listed as a starter. So we'll just probably go with Winston going forward. Good old W. Winston. Good, good old tastes good like. Uh, anyways. <laughs> They're excited for Winston. They think he could be really good, just a just a redshirt sophomore. But uh, yeah, he is he is anchored in on that spot. And then I got to be honest, Nate Umlower listed as the backup. Never heard of him. True freshman from Michigan. Never. Yeah, heard of so him. he's one of the guys that was a Western Michigan commit, I believe, and then uh, came over. So man, I'd assume that they're not wanting to have to play him a lot. But, right. Uh, yeah, we'll see what what happens there. That. I don't. I, I guess maybe I haven't been paying close enough attention, but that wasn't a name I expected to see in the two deep. No, and, and I think we talk more tackle because pretty much after the first four guys, it drops off pretty considerably for for depth and experience. Um, but yeah, to, to see a true freshman in there near two deep at the ends, I was like, oh my, he's either had a really good camp and or we just have no depth at end behind our couple of starters. So that's we'll see how that goes. Uh, specialist, what you expect. And, do the Gophers have the best kicker-puncher tandem in the Big Ten and Emmett Carpenter and, and Ryan Santoso? You know, I was hoping you would ask me that very question. I did, and I asked it. No, I literally have no clue. <laughs> I I mean, I have, I don't know. Carpenter was really good, and Santoso he, with the cannon leg, and also he's 260 pounds, and I love him um, as, as a senior this year. That's yeah. that's a pretty good combination. We have no, special teams I, I covered in the kicking game. Let's not kid ourselves here. I think they're very good, but I have zero thoughts or knowledge of how they compare to any other kicker and punter in the conference. 
I think you can just say that they're damn good. I think that's what we can conclude on. Oh, this that's one. cool. That's oh, good. You can do that. I'll agree with that. I'll allow it. Uh, Brooks returning kicks. Chano Winfield Jr. Demetrius Douglas, a true freshman, going to be in the punt return as well. They clearly like what he has done uh, since he got on field. Is they're going to give him an opportunity to get the ball? Playmakers, JD. That's what we like to call them. Playmakers. Well, yeah, that was interesting. I know they announced a few days ago that Brooks would be returning kicks, and then they were kind of trying to decide what they were going to do at punt returner. And I, I guess they, what they decided is let's just list everybody and just see what happens. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I mean, Douglas, obviously a young guy like that, that's a position that's a little tough when you, once you get under the big lights, yeah. but uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that actually um, plays out. Um, I would imagine that, uh, and I would hope, that whoever's returning punts for us gets a lot of work this Thursday night. <laughs> gets so, real. So hopefully all three of those guys get a get a look. The kick return team gets almost no work, you know, the once for the half and that's it. And the punt return team is just they're just tired of going out there. They're out there so much. That'd be good. That would be good. Another three and out. All right, we'll go out here and do this again. So that would be nice. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous. I again, I I like the Gophers to win. I like them to win by a couple touchdowns. I do not like them to win by 26. I hope I'm proven wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. Yeah. Um, but it's, I was uh, kind of thinking. I mean, before I saw what the spread was, I was thinking, you know, this was maybe a 18 or 20 point game, maybe a later touchdown we probably you know maybe it stays close first half because you know we're inexperienced and we're still kind of getting our legs under us and then second half you know being the more athletic the larger team maybe we start to pull away a little bit I was thinking an 18 or 20 point spread is what we were probably going to see so the 26 surprised me um but yeah I, I mean I see this as a as a three touchdown win I like it I like it. I hope it happens. Uh, it is a 6 p.m. kick. It is on BTN. Um, so be be aware of that. Radio, it is on. Good Lord, I just had it. It's not on KFAN because, you know. God oh, for, really? Yep. Well, listen, it's go for preseason football. God forbid, um, you know, we, we preempt or put preseason football somewhere yeah. else. Terrible. Uh, I've got Radio 107.9, Cool 108. You are correct, sir. Yes, sir. That's a, where it is. What a dumb. I, you can also duh. listen to Cool 108 on iHeartRadio. We'll stream the game. Now, I feel like that's new because in years past, it wasn't if, – if you were trying to stream online, like if you were streaming the fan online to listen to it, it wouldn't give it to you. But I wonder if they've worked that out because it is, it is saying that it is also streaming audio on Cool 108. So if you're by a computer but not by a radio but can't for whatever reason watch it on TV or the BTN to go app, which I highly recommend, um, check it out on iHeartRadio as well. Cool. We got you covered, man. Got you covered. It's awesome. You listen to streaming. It's great. It's good. What time. a time to be alive. All right. So you, you guys in the same seats this year in the, in the same group section back for more for uh, your go for football. You betcha. You yep. betcha. It's, uh, it's going to be awesome. We, it's always interesting. We've got a lot of transient seats around us. Yeah. Um, so we typically will get, you know, for the first few games, we get some, you know, random gopher fans, interlopers, Randoms. and then for the bigger games, you know, we'll get some actual visiting fans around us. But who knows? Maybe uh, if things are looking up, maybe we'll get gopher fans around us the whole year. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Would. 
I'm looking forward to it. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that it's not going to be a million degrees this Thursday. Yeah, totally. So it should be a good, nice, long tailgate. Get good and lubed up before the game, and uh, go watch the Gophers take care of the Blue Bulls. The Blue Bulls. I like the way you slipped that one in there. Yeah, yeah it's uh, man. I'm I'm so fired up. I'm so glad the season is here. We've got Thursday night college football. There's the Gophers at six, and a bunch of games happening. And then uh, I'm excited to have college football Saturdays back in my life. It's good. It's a good thing. Absolutely, and and uh, some some decent games this weekend too. Yeah, big games this weekend. It's quite an opening week slate. They've done a pretty good job with that the last couple of years, where they're really loading up uh, some big games uh, with with some big opponents here out of key. And I, I gotta say, I like when you've got a new coach, new everything for the Gophers. You know, people might want a more marquee out of conference schedule. I'm okay with playing Buffalo to start and try and figure stuff out before you have to yeah. go on the road to Oregon State and get into your conference season. I'm, you know, let let's get let's have PJ Fleck get a couple of years under the belt before we go bigger for a non-conference game. I'm I'm fine with starting this way. I agree. It'll be interesting to see if we start to see a a philosophy emerge as far as the non-conference scheduling. It's a little different with just having the the three non-conference games. Um, so you you know it'll be interesting to see how Fleck plays decides to play that out now that he's going to have some different options and um, but yeah I think I think this is a good you know you've 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 got a little bit of adversity you know you start out uh, with an easier game you've got to go on the road to uh, you know a, a big travel destination to go out to Oregon State and play a night game. Uh, in Corvallis, so so you know that that brings some adversity to the table, and then you have to come back and um, face a, a good Middle Tennessee State team with a very good quarterback um, at home to wrap up the non-conference. So I, I think it's uh, I, I think I'm happy that it's not too difficult of a slate, um, but but there's certainly some challenges in there. Yeah, I agree. All right, exciting stuff. Uh, I'm saying Gophers by three touchdowns, but not four to cover the spread. You thinking about the same? Yeah, I, I like I said, I think I, I kind of still feel like that 18 to 20 mark is, you know, I think we win comfortably, um, you know, two, two and a half touchdowns. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think we're I don't think the Gophers cover that 26 point spread. I think uh, not because I don't think that they can they're going to win the game. I just think that that's a that's a big number. Definitely. All right. Uh, again, as we said, uh, if you can get out to the game, if you're still looking, you were thinking about going, grab tickets, go. It's supposed to be a gorgeous night for football. Uh, get the PJ Fleck era started. Excited to see what they do uh, in the kind of in the new stadium, new coach, new everything going on. It should be a, a pretty interesting night. I know the opponent might not be as sexy or enticing, but it's it's a lot of new stuff to check out. So that is a 6 p.m. kickoff. Again, Big Ten Network for the TV. Uh, cool 108 for the radio for this week due to the Vikings' stupid preseason game. But we'll we'll get over that one. Yeah, I, I'm. I can't. I'm. I get so frustrated with the the second class citizen thing with the with the Gophers. Like you said, this is a, at least this is a regular season game. But hey, Vikings uh, kind of run the show over there. So. It is what it is, I guess. It is indeed. Well, we hope for a go for victory. We'll be back uh, each and every week uh, recording Tuesday nights, posting late Tuesday night, early Wednesday. Hopefully we'll be talking about a go for victory in week one and uh, get set for, I think it's fun, by the way, that we go from the Blue Bulls to the Beavers back-to-back weeks. That's that's good times. <laughs> oh, 
how the jokes write themselves Don't and they, none really? of them are appropriate it's, for the air. Oh, it's good times. So, all right. So we're hoping for a go for victory over the blue bulls. Uh, and that'll do it for us for JD. I am Jeff as always stay classy and go gophers. Sky you mind, roll the boat.